0: you've been putting off. Maybe you say, someday I'll do that or when I have more time. Whether the item is a big bucket list item or something smaller like going on a hike, now is the time to start your Say Yes List. And we have the perfect process to help you turn these items into reality. Join thousands of others with our free Say Yes List template at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash list. It'll help you stop living in that someday And start making those list items come true today. So download it now at thesayyesexperience.com forward slash list. Welcome to the Say Yes Experience podcast, where we inspire you to get out of your comfort zone and into possibility. Our mission at the Say Yes Experience is to empower 10 million people to say yes. If you're new here, welcome. We're thrilled you're here. I'm Jess Corrector. I co-founded the Say Yes Experience with my then nine-year-old son, Blaze, based off his idea to let's just say yes to things. I'm one of the top experts on burnout and companies and conferences hire me to present on mental health, wellness, and burnout prevention. As the number one best-selling author of 11 keynote Speaker and a burnout specialist, I've seen so much with our clients. The Say Yes experience was started to help you really start living, to do the things that light you up, have more fun, and turn your dreams of what we call Say Yes list item into reality. So thank you for investing in yourself and being here. Now let's make it happen. Have you ever wanted to travel somewhere, anywhere, and thought, you couldn't afford it maybe you see others living the nomad life or traveling around the world and think that would be nice but no way could I do that where would I ever get the money Brianna and Aaron Shade are here to help they're experts in helping others just like you find the money they need to travel the best part you don't have to sacrifice or live out of your car to do it that is unless you want to If you know me, you know I love to travel, so I'm super excited to learn their tips, tricks, and trades for traveling anywhere you want to go. Please help me welcome my guests today, Brianna and Erin Shea. Welcome to the show, Brianna and Erin. We are excited you are here, especially because we are going to be talking about one of the things I love, love, travel. You help people afford more travel,
1: which I'm loving it. So tell us how you do that. Well, really, it comes down to a lot of me- a lot of little things. So a lot of folks think that there's like one silver bullet uh, to affording less yes. travel, to being able to do more travel. But really, it's a whole conglomeration of a lot of little things that when you are in the know and when you understand all of these different little tricks that you can do while you're traveling, then you can pick and choose each one of those things whenever the situation presents itself. So, for example, before you even take uh, your trip, you're looking at flights and how you can reduce the expenses on your flights. And maybe that's in setting price alerts so that you can uh, get alerted when a particular flight that you're looking at goes down in price and like, okay, that's much a much better deal. I'm going to secure that flight. And then you're automatically saving money long before you've even taken the trip. But then there are other things like uh, different types of lodging that you can have while you're traveling, whether or not you eat out every meal or if you're cooking back in your lodging. You can look online for deals for different activities that you're doing while you're traveling. Just all of these different things so that depending on what is most important to you, you can say, you know what? I don't really care about the flight. I just want to get there. So yeah. I find picking a red eye overnight kind of throw me in, in the baggage area kind of thing. Just get me there. And then I can splurge a bit more on maybe the food or the activities that uh, mm-hmm. once we get there. And so it's that freedom of being able to choose with that.
0: Also deciding what's more important to you, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is the trip over there most important to you or activities or do you value the experience that restaurants give you. You know, one of the things I say all the time because my son and I travel a lot is that we don't value eating out as much. We would way rather spend money on fun activities or like what people may consider once in a lifetime experience, like those cool experience and activities to create memories. Whereas I have a friend who absolutely loves going out to nice dinners because that's what she values as really great experiences. But when you have a 10-year-old that, you know, can eat a Chivo burger and he doesn't eat a fast food burger and he he doesn't really care, you know, we want to go really live it up through those experiences and activities. But one of the things I hear most often from people is, there's no way I can afford that. There's, I mean, how do you start to afford you know, traveling and going on, even even if you travel, go on just one excursion, because I think it's just kind of this challenge that looms over people. Uh, the cost has got to be so big. So when you hear that, how do you respond and what goes through your mind, whatever people say, oh, I'd love to travel. I want to travel. I just can't afford it.
2: Well, I think it's really just about the mindset around travel to begin with and what areas you can cut costs on and i think just about every whether it's an activity or your lodging there are different ways that you can go about getting those quite cheap and it depends where you're going too so if you're going international and you're going to a country that things don't cost very much then that could be a way to save if you want to go explore places like that another thing is like for activities one thing i I say is don't just look at the price that the activity is, what whatever they're charging you. See if you can find something like a deal online or even Coupon works around the world, you'd be surprised. Does it work? Yeah. We didn't know that. Uh, we used uh, Groupon in Amsterdam to do a uh, tour there, so that was it's like, uh, oh yeah, we we saw the uh, the ice bar. We went to the ice bar, and it, oh, no. we got a good discount on it just by like
1: thirty like percent off,
2: thirty percent off. Wow. So why just pay the price at the door? Just look to see if there's something better, and, and then it's you cool. get a Groupon in a few minutes, and just go join it. A-
0: <laughs> I didn't even know Groupon worked around the world, so that oh, man, that's that's a great tip just right there for fun works around the world that that's super crazy but then also one of the things i don't know if y'all have found this too but one of the things when people look at tours you get this one price for all the tour and what i've found we tend to not do tours because one of the things that i find is you got to go to five places on the tour and really i only want to go to one right i only go to i only want to go to that one and so it instead of doing a tour Can you? Is it just something that you can do by yourself and save yourself money so you're also not spending the time going to places that you really don't want to go to, but you're also not spending the money on these package deals when you really only want to go to one or two of those things? Have you found that to be the case as well?
2: We definitely will will do a self-guided tours. We can look and see what's around in a new, like say we're just hopping around to different cities in Europe. And I'll go there and I'll just get on Google Maps and just see what's around. And then I'll just kind of create my own walking through the city, maybe stopping and doing this thing and that thing. And definitely saves me a lot. However, there's another thing we do do in countries around the world, and that's free walking tours. And what's great about that is if you're just getting to a new city and you just want to get kind of the lay of the land and have someone take you around. They usually have like, I don't know, it could be even college students or people, locals. locals that will do this they do expect maybe a tip but you don't have to necessarily tip them but i usually do but considering the value that you get from that versus pending 50 100 dollars, and you're spending maybe 20 30 max i think it's totally worth it because then you're getting that firsthand experience and a lot of times they'll tell you about a lot of local things that they're not just about, you know, the tourism aspect of a place. They'll show you different parts of town that you wouldn't expect to even go necessarily always. And it's just a Restaurant
1: recommendation.
2: And restaurant yes. recommendations. Sure. Our
1: best food from the pre walking tour guides.
2: And for me, I like you, that, you were talking about uh, restaurants, maybe not be our primary focus because we do do a lot of cooking in our lodging, but mm. at the same time, we do want to experience the culture of a place and have some- experiences with restaurants so getting that insider tip of hey i know this place that you know not it's off the tourist path and and really local and go check this out and we've had some pretty cool uh, experiences through that
0: whenever you go to a place how challenging or easy is it to find a place that, that you stay your lodging where you can actually cook inside because i've never actually intentionally found or looked for places where you can cook yourself? Because I tend to think, oh, well, I'm there. I want to experience their food and their dining and that kind of stuff. But I never actually even thought, well, is it easy to find Airbnbs or some kind of place where you can actually cook inside where you're staying?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's We never had a problem with that. And honestly, we like having that flexibility because When you have your own kitchen, you can choose to cook at home whenever you want. And you can still go out and explore all the food there, but you're not forced to do so. So we can do like breakfast and lunch in the place and dinner's out. Or another cost savings tip, do lunch only out and eat in for the other meals. Because especially dinners tend to be much more expensive than lunches. And so while you're out and about during the day... You can uh, uh, hit up a nice cafe or anything like that and do your lunch, and then you can have dinner back at at your place. But it's never been difficult for us to find places like that. In fact, we almost never stay in hotels, period, just because Mm. it's not our jam in general. Uh, it feels too sterile it's not really connected with the the locals or uh yeah the kinds of places that that the locals would actually stay in so uh if we're going to pay for lodging then we're much more inclined to go for like an airbnb uh type situation but even more than that we tend to prefer house sitting as much as possible because cool place all to ourselves. We get a kitchen all to ourselves. And nice. we're basically watching over people's houses and their pets and their their plants and whatever else while they are away. And we're able to get lodging in exchange for that. So it's a really great way to not only save money while you're traveling, but also to have your own private domicile that you can yeah. return back to uh, at the end of each day. And it's it's a a place that it's not like a communal hostel kind of situation, uh, a T-E-L, not <laughs> T-I-L-E, um, where you're sharing that space with a lot of different people, you're able to have this own space of yours. And especially for us as a couple, it's nice to be able to wind down, Yeah, dinner. you know, uh, binge some Netflix, whatever else, uh, and plan our, our next day whenever we're traveling. So that stuff. Definitely- okay, so I like how you spelled that out because I was like, we admitted
0: to hostile. I was like, "What? what? So that made me laugh. So tell me a little bit. I have two questions. So tell me a little bit more about the house sitting situation because I recently read, and maybe it depends on what country, but I was reading how you have to have a work permit if you do that. Now, does that depend on which country or how does that work?
2: I have not heard anything like that. I would assume that would be true if it were paid Mm -hmm. house sitting. Okay. But in this case, it is not paid house sitting in the program that we use is all around the world. And
1: And it's just an exchange program. All it does is it matches up travelers with homeowners. So the homeowners are off traveling and you have people visiting your native uh, city. they, They say, Hey, I've got, I've got a house that I'm vacating for the next two weeks. Who wants to come in and watch my pets while I'm away? You get free lodging. I get a free pet sitter. Uh, So everybody, everybody wins. Win, win. I
0: love that. So you'll have to, what's the name of that resource? And then we can also put it in
1: the show notes. But I love that. absolutely. Absolutely. There are a number of them all around the world. The one that we use is Trusted House Sitters. Uh, but there are a whole bunch of them, and mo- many countries will even have their own local programs. So cool. we'll definitely look into that as well. And we've been house-sitting with them for... Geez, a few years now, and we wish we knew about that long before we started traveling, because we were always begging our friends, hey, can you come watch your cats? And uh, it would have been great because we were living in Portland, which is a a popular uh, tourist destination already, and that we wouldn't have had any problems uh, getting uh, cat sitters, I'm sure, uh, living in the house uh, no, I, love, we love this program so much where we actually became affiliates for him. So uh, if you want that link, I'm happy to share it. But uh, yeah, we'll definitely put that in the show notes because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I love that. It idea. is my favorite way to travel. And Ooh. we're cat people. So the yes. of cats is they are very independent. And we can leave them alone for the entire day, go out and do all of our traveling kinds of things, come back in the evening, give them pets and loves and and food and they're snuggling with us overnight and whatever else. And we love hanging out with the cats uh, whenever we're not out traveling. So it's kind of the best of both worlds for us.
0: That's, I mean, that is a great way to say because when you think of how much lodging costs when you're traveling for one to two weeks, I mean, I would say, you know, that's probably, depending upon how long, I mean, there's going to be a break even, but how long you're traveling, that's probably your biggest expense right there is is lodging. So where have you found are some places, some countries that people can visit that actually it's quite cheap to visit?
2: Off the top of my head, should- Eastern Europe yeah. is much cheaper than Western Europe. Uh, you can find lodging. So say that Airbnb, if you're going to, pay for an Airbnb. It might be like 40 euros a a night or something really cheap and you still have your own place, your own kitchen, your own bed in a decent location. I mean, heck, we were just within minutes of walking to the coastline of Croatia with one of those sets for, or not sets, uh, Airbnbs. Mm -hmm. And, so that's just, that is a wow. place, uh, South America. I'm sure we could find some really cheap lodging yeah. down there, su- Central and South America. And I've always Southeast heard Asia. Southeast Asia and other areas. I really wish I
0: was having this conversation with y'all last year because we went to Croatia and we didn't find lodging like that.
1: Oh, the, it also depends on going to when, when you went because we visited in November and there were oh. nobody there. The weather was spectacular, still warm enough to swim in the ocean. It was absolutely nice. wonderful, and we had the the city walls of Dubrovnik almost entirely to ourselves. It was fantastic. Oh, no, we didn't. We went prime time in July. Nope. So no travel <laughs> off season.
2: Off season travel is is the best for saving money. Don't go in the middle of July to Croatia because it's going to be a zoo anyway.
0: It was. It was crazy. So when you were sitting there saying that, I was like, I don't know where we went. We found Southeast Asia very, like, really, really reasonable. And I love how, you know, when we went, we were staying at this Airbnb and we got what was one of the crazy things that we'd never heard of. We'd never even really thought about. Is, you know, you have to be careful because sometimes Uber or transportation isn't what we think it is. So because it's so abundant over here in the States, we don't think that, oh, maybe they don't even have Uber over there. And so we got a private driver, which ended up being r- quite reasonable over there. And then at the end of the night, we went back to our place and there was this little tiny family owned restaurant next door. And we loved it so much. And it was literally like less than $5 for the two of us to eat. And we ate, we ended up eating every meal there. (laughs) So, you know, you can, you bet you can find that in, in those type of places too, where it's really, really cheap compared to, you know, what we would pay over here in the States. So I think it's also about doing a little research and finding not just where you want to go, but what countries are reasonably priced. Like we went to Vietnam, Thailand, we went to Bali, all those are those cities and countries, all those were really cheap compared to what we think. But oftentimes I think we have this image in our head of what travel automatically is. And so we say, no, we can't do that. Which you mentioned, we have to change our mindsets around travel. So tell me a little bit more about that. Do you want to start saying yes, but you just don't know where to start? And oftentimes when we don't know where to start, we just don't start. So we created an ebook just for you. We put together 101 ways to say yes. In this ebook, ideas big and small, things that only take a small amount of time like one to two minutes. Whether you're saying yes to yourself, in your family, relationships, or pushing yourself lovingly outside of your comfort zone with adventures, it's all made to really help you become more of your rock star self. So you can get this ebook at vsayyesexperience.com forward slash book, B-O-O-K. So if you want to start saying yes or maybe you need some ideas on how to say yes because you get so caught up in being busy and doing tasks and projects or doing laundry and cooking that the time flies by and you want to spend time with your family but you just don't know how to say yes. Those ideas just don't come to you. We put it together to make it super, super easy for you. So go to thesayyesexperience.com forward slash book to get your copy today and start saying yes, now. Are you feeling overwhelmed, stressed, or burned out? We get it, you're not alone. In fact, according to our research, 79% of the workforce is in burnout and almost half are in extreme burnout. In fact, it's the number one reason why people are leaving organizations, they're burned out. They're looking for something more, they're looking for something better. But it doesn't have to be that way. We have your solution. It's called Blaze Your Brain to Extinguish Burnout. 52 Keys to Prevent, Breakthrough and Eliminate Burnout. You can find your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. Now this is a great tool that you can use with yourself, with your colleagues, within your organization everyone can get one and you can go through one a week with them and at the end you can say what was something that worked this week what was the success you had so you can champion and encourage each other you can also ask what were the challenges and issues that came up so you can mastermind and brainstorm around those to keep those from coming up in the future so make sure you get your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store all books are autographed with a personal message just for you
2: I would say that the two mindsets are, one, you have like a vacation mindset where you have only two weeks to go out and do as much as you possibly can in this little bit of time. And so of course, you're going to try and live it up. You're going to spend a lot of money. You're going to go eat out of restaurants. You're going to stay in a hotel. And if you're doing anything more long-term travel, then you're thinking more like, okay, well, how can I sustain that? And that's through things like having free lodging, staying in local homes, thing, even with locals. We did some of that as well. And just maybe cooking for yourself and do, finding deals on activities. And you have more time to do those things. Whereas the other mindset is like, okay, I'm going to Japan. I got two weeks. I got to do everything I possibly can. I'm going to wear myself out to pieces. And then when I get back, I'll still need another vacation because I, I did too much. And that's just that's just shift of mindset because you If you're traveling slowly and staying for a month in Croatia, then you have all the time you need to have relaxing days and then also days you're out doing things and then just not spending anywhere near as much. Mm -hmm.
1: Plus, then you can pick and choose the good weather days. Yes. That's true. (laughs) So how do you suggest that people
0: go about shifting that mindset? Because, you know, two weeks cramming everything in, I think is that pattern that we've had for so long.
1: How do you begin to shift that? That's kind of difficult uh, with the kind of, the lessons that society has taught us thus far is you get a job and you only have two weeks of vacation for a lot of us here in the States. And so you don't really have a lot of choice around the matter. It's like, I only have two weeks, so how on earth am I supposed to do this slow travel? How am I Mm -hmm. supposed to break free of this this cage that my job kind of puts around my ability to travel and the solution that obviously we have found uh, that we try to help other people achieve is to break out of that cage. Uh, So it's a matter of redefining what your work situation looks like and uh, navigating that in inserting it with your travels and making the two coexist. So it doesn't have to be this situation where well, I have to work in order to afford my travels, and I can't do both at the same time. Well, yeah, actually you can. And so I would say the first step with that is to discuss with your boss, with your uh, uh, your job and see, are there any ways that you can expand the time that you're away from the office uh, and maybe do some remote work, uh, especially mm. in the wake of COVID? Oh, yeah. A lot of companies have become a lot more receptive to this idea yes. of remote work. And now is mm-hmm. a perfect time to actually say, hey, so, for uh, my well-being and for my happiness, uh, I want to stay with this company, but I really want to travel more. Would you be open to this idea of my working remote uh, mm-hmm. one week a, a, a month kind of thing? Or uh, can I extend my PTO an extra week uh, and work remotely for, for that? Yeah, you stay in a de- destination for a, a longer period of time. And so that is... Of course, that completely depends on what your job is, what you're working on, and uh, that sort of thing. And I get there are many jobs that you have to be there in person. If you're in manufacturing, for example, you can't do that remotely. And so at that point, it might be uh, looking at more of, well, is there something else you could do perhaps? Is there a shift in what you're actually doing? Uh, And those are options as well. So nice thing with this day and age is the internet is very prevalent, especially all around the world. It's really really easy to get a lot of uh, resources that you need to work remotely. The equipment is phenomenal as far as portable computers and webcams and microphones and all sorts of stuff that you can practically be in the room with somebody without physically being in the room. And so there are so many options for that and so many different jobs that you can do remotely that they're... Mm -hmm. The opportunities are endless there. And it's just a matter of taking yourself out of, uh, well, I'm doing this current thing. Well, maybe you can apply some of those skill sets elsewhere and uh, be able to do some of that more remotely so that you can do traveling while you're working at income. Absolutely. And you know, one thing that's really becoming a lot more prevalent in the
0: workforce these days is taking sabbaticals mm-hmm. and I was just talking with someone and they're like, you know, when you go into a new job, make sure that you know, negotiate that I need five weeks for a sabbatical. or I need two months of a sabbatical. So that's a great way to, or, or even if you're in a job right now, it's, it's a great way that you can go to your boss and say, hey, I need a sabbatical and then make sure that you have that and then use that time to recharge and to re-energize yourself by going and traveling. When you travel, what are some of the ways or ways that you feel like it fills you up? I assume that's one of the reasons why you travel. You like it because it brings something to you, You get some kind of joy, some kind of happiness, some kind of good energy, juicy things out of traveling. What are some of those things that, and the reasons why you like traveling so much?
2: I think for me, it's just, getting out there and exploring. I'm an explorer type. I just like going into a new place and just seeing what's around every corner and trying new foods, meeting new kinds of people. Mm -hmm. That's what really just gets to me, especially when we make personal connections with locals and just get that inside experience on what a place really is and the history and why they are the way they are there. And that, that stuff is just fascinating for me.
1: Yeah. I love that. What am really driven by the beautiful scenery? Because I'm a photographer as well. Uh, and so I love going to beautiful places like Patagonia and Croatia and national parks and Norway and Costa Rica and all these other things. Uh, Namibia. Goodness, the wildlife there. Um, all of these different places that have so many amazing things to photograph. I just I get such a thrill out of photographing all of those things. So that's the, that's the joy that I get from uh, uh yeah. trial as well as kind of those new experiences and that just challenge your mind to me yes wow i had no idea that bike bicycles aren't the same all around the world what do you mean they don't operate the same around the world how do we have a guest from japan who doesn't know how to ride our bicycles that doesn't make any sense right like oh when we go to japan it, the, the shifter is up here and they their bikes do this and, and it's like wow you you never even think that until you Go someplace exactly. Wow, well, you know what? Actually, that's clever. Maybe that's a better way of doing things.
0: And I think it just expands our mind for what's possible, and our way of doing things is not the only way of doing things. That again, you could meet someone or see something, and you're like, well, "Did people realize that?" I think it just allows it. And when I expand my mind, it helps me become a better person, right? More well-rounded, open to other people's ideas and opportunities and what, what's possible in life as opposed to just living in, you know, it's easy to just live in a bubble and, and never get out of that bubble. But to really expand ourselves as people see other different cultures and ways of living, different foods. And I always say you don't know it might be your next favorite food. If you've never tried it, you just don't know, right? It can be that. And one of the things I love is meeting people. It seems it's so different. Like here in the States, if you have a if you're at a restaurant and you're sitting really close to another table, it's very rare that you're gonna lean over and start chatting with the people at that table. But when you're traveling in all these other cultures, it's very common. Just start chatting with the people sitting at the table next to you and you meet friends. But what I love is they speak your language. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, that's the key. But what I love about that is when you meet locals, you alluded to this earlier that they can show you really the nooks and crannies and the best places off the beaten track, best places to go. What's been one of your favorite places that you've been to that maybe you wouldn't have
1: discovered otherwise? In Dubrovnik even, we stayed with a gal there and uh, she said, okay, I have some chipped glass here. Uh, and I need to dispose of this glass. Want to come with me? Like, okay. And uh, we go down on the other side of Dubrovnik, and there's this old ruin hotel, this luxury hotel that was built right into the cliffside. Oh, wow. that is, goodness, I want to say it's like 20 stories. This thing was massive and built right into the uh, the the cliffside. And uh, uh, back in the War of Independence in the 90s, this thing was completely bombed out. It was wow. uh, like five or ten years old. It was not that old of a building when it was completely destroyed. And it has been just in ruin this entire time. And she crawled through the the slats that were br- uh, the blocking off the doorway or whatever. And we went inside this old hotel ruin and we walked up many wow. floors to this old restaurant. And, and she had her glass, whatever, That's and so like, cool. okay, this is my spot pick a glass and and say this is for blank that i'm angry about and smash uh up against the wall and and this is for this that that i, I wish our world wasn't like this and smash. oh my god how so it was this this wonderful experience mm-hmm. and we had kind we kind of had that ruin on our radar that to check it out because personally i love photographing ruins it's yeah, really interesting but we never would have gone inside without her because mm. seeing it boarded up and like, yeah, oh, maybe shouldn't go inside. But she, since she goes in constantly, she's like, here's the safe route and and uh, watch out for the stairs have no railings. The elevators are all canceled. Yeah. And whatever. And she got a different kind of experience yeah.
0: by her wow. finally leading you in that. So what would you, it's like your number one tip of all the good strategies that you do to help people afford more travel what's your number one tip to get people started because it can feel very overwhelming when you're planning travel or if you don't travel on a consistent basis you don't know what to look for or where to go what's the number one thing you want people to know i know it's a lot there's a lot out there because it's it you know and one thing can lead to another and another but just or maybe two what what are the top tips <laughs>
2: I think another big tip for saving money is Mm -hmm. there's this website out there called Rome to Rio, Mm -hmm. and it helps you get from point A to point B to anywhere, and that was extremely useful in a place like Europe because a lot of times we'd take maybe a bus or some other method to get from country to country, and uh, it would show you all your different options that way you can just, you know, you can even book through it. Uh, Okay. It doesn't cost anymore, but uh, that's it's just a good way to help get a, get around. Uh, I also, I live and die by Google Maps. Um, <laughs> so that really is helpful to just like when you get to a new place to see like type in activities and mm-hmm. it'll show a lot of different things you can oh. go look at and see around the city or if there are different like art installations or mm-hmm. anything else that's interesting uh, you can usually find it and even just drop your little guy down on the map and walk down different streets if you want to and I just play around a lot with I that. Love the- that's really helpful, and just like getting an idea of what the area looks like before you get there.
0: Mm-hmm. And Google translation, we found when we went to Japan, Google yes. translation was a lifesaver. Oh, for us, it's like you can for sure picture of the menu and it translates yep. the menu and types up men and translate it. Yes, yeah.
2: so I use design. that for uh, grocery shopping. So I'm in Germany and looking at the packaging, I'm like, "What's in this?" So I I put the phone over it and I scan over and i can translate it to english it's a weird thing sometimes sometimes it's weird sometimes it's not quite accurate but it gives you the gist of what's mm-hmm. what you're buying so that wrote was helpful uh especially this it. trying to get read signs on the streets and, and yeah anything else be easy to do so
1: Absolutely. i think uh one of my you asked for like the number one tip i think the thing that i would say honestly is kind of meta and that would be research all of the different kinds of ways that you can save money just so that you can pick and choose and you have this whole arsenal mm. of things of hey i'm going to europe i'm going to employ this tactic this tactic and this tactic yeah. which won't necessarily work in southeast asia but conversely i have these other things that i can employ there and so just being aware and savvy of all of the different types of ways that you can save money because like i said there isn't any single silver bullet yes. and just being aware of all of those different ways, then you're able to like whip it out like like a, a like your arsenal, like like a line of knives or whatever else. You can pull out the, the perfect weapon for whatever situation you need uh, to slice those braces and all uh, uh, of it and less while you're traveling.
0: Yes, we love it. Thank you so much for Anna and Aaron for sharing all your insight and tips with us. Make sure that they're going to give us their contact information so we can make sure to put it in the show notes so you can reach out with any questions on how you can afford more travel. And they'll also share some more resources that you can find in the show notes as well. So I love all the tips that they have. Don't feel overwhelmed whenever you go to travel and just do one thing to help you afford more. And if you have one place to start, I think Aaron mentioned it at the very beginning. And I think the first place you got to start is shifting that mind around your idea of travel. And then once you start doing that and getting on board with the idea that you can afford it, then you can implement some of their Tips and tools to be able to afford more travel in your life. And we can't wait to hear where you travel to. We'll see you on the next one. Have an awesome day. Bye-bye. Are you ready to move to your next level of rock star greatness? CFO, Chief Fun Officer, Number One Best Selling Author, and Keynote Speaker Blaze Rector is ready to help you do that. At just 10 years old, he's already written two number one best-selling books. Through the power of storytelling, he uses lessons learned and shares strategies, tips, tactics, and tools to inspire, empower, and motivate you to live a more amazing life. So if you're ready to do that in your own life, grab a copy of his number one bestselling books at justcorrectorcom forward slash store. And when you order your copies, he will personally autograph them and write you a message on those books before shipping them out to you to really inspire and empower you in your life. These books are great for adults and kids alike. So if you're ready to move to your next level of rockstar greatness, make sure you grab your copy at justcorrector.com forward slash store. Enjoy those amazing, empowering, transformational books. Did you know that the two biggest issues impacting the workforce are mental health and burnout? Well, we have your solution. The more that you feel burned out, the more it impacts your mental health. The more your mental health is impacted, the more it leads to burnout. So it's a vicious cycle that goes around and around, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can help them both if you're intentional and strategic with it. We have lots of resources for you at justcorrector.com forward slash store. One that I wanna highlight that really enhances your mental health is Tame Your Brain Game, 52 Tips to Turn Negative Thoughts into Positive Action. Now, research shows that 80% of your thoughts are negative. No matter how positive you feel, it's the pattern and the habit that you've developed over the course of years, over the course of decades. And that can often impact your life how you show up, how you lead, how you communicate, how you engage, whether at work or at home. And then it also impacts a work environment. All you need is one NN or TT, Negative Nancy or Toxic Tim to really impact that work environment. So if you are ready to enhance your mental health, get your copy of Tame Your Brain Game, 52 Tips to Turn Negative Thoughts into Positive Action, today at justcorrector.com forward slash store. All books are autographed with a personal message just for you. Thank you so much for being here. Check us out at experience.com. Our mission at the Say Yes Experience is to empower 10 million people to say yes. With your help in sharing our podcast, we can do that. Follow us on all social media at the Say Yes Experience and join our free community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the say yes experience thank you again to our guest you can find all the contact information for our guest in the show notes thank you to our cfo chief fund officer blaze rector our business advisor lisa rehurik and to our team at jessica rector enterprises we look forward to connecting with you on the next episode have an amazing day and keep being a rock star